live on the Evil G podcast. My name's Colin. Glad you this mentioned is, that, but this is Stu. I do that every week. Now. I know what episode we're on. No, I mean, I'm glad you actually said of the Evil G podcast because you just jumped in, then episode 45, and maybe a new listener went, "What? Episode 45 of what?" Did they close their eyes when they tapped on to play it? Probably. On the phone? Uh, so maybe they have a a braille PC. Play a random thing. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. Revolution was great. Mm-hmm. We'll get into more of that later on. AEW Revolution, obviously talking about there. Um, Games-wise... A quiet week. It's been fairly quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the the biggest thing is seeing all these pretty pretty much everyone uh, stop selling things in Russia because of the mm. the ongoing war in Ukraine. Um, so mm. we've seen Microsoft did Sony. Yep. Um, Nintendo, EA, Activision, uh, just. Just loads of guys being like, right, we're not selling anything in in Russia anymore, including in-game purchases or stuff. So if you play games in Russia, yeah, you're, you're probably having a bad time. Yeah. Better over. Like, I, I, heard the, I heard the servers and everything were closed down for like, because like Activision got involved, they, they just closed uh, servers for... Uh, Russia, you know, Call of Duty, just Russian IP addresses cannot connect to their servers. So if you're a big multiplayer on big multiplayer person in Call of Duty and you live in Russia, um, enjoy the campaign, I guess. <laughs> Unless EA didn't do that, you can still mm. like, uh, stop selling Russian teams and that, but you can still play as Russia and, you know, just the friendly mode or whatever, uh, whatever that is um, and if you've purchased Russian themed stuff for your stadium you can still use it if you bought it but uh, yeah it's crazy crazy times um, yeah it's never seen anything like this happen and happen before um, mm. as we were saying last week the only weird, uh, it's terrible to say, but the only positive that's come out of this is the whole world is united and knowing that there is no sort of, there's no gray area in this. It's just straight up, you know, you know, God help Ukraine. Yeah, I, yeah, aye. <laughs> pretty much the same as, as what we said uh, last mm. week. Um, there's been some good causes, so and I seen uh, John Romero. Obviously, John Romero is not exactly a entrepreneur. He's not exactly you know stinking rich or anything, but he he done his wee part to try and help out. So what he actually did was created a new level for Doom Two, and he sold it for five dollars, and all proceeds went to the Red Cross, helping out um, the uh, humanitarian crisis. And I think so far he's raised thirty five thousand dollars. Just for making a, a level into them. So who's to say if you're, you know, you make games, you can't do anything, you know, good in the world. Yeah. So there's a, a bundle on HIO at the minute with uh, all the proceeds going to two. I don't know the specific charities, but they're um, will be helping with uh, 
aid in, in mm. Ukraine. Um, so it's a, it's a $10 uh, minimum. Uh, mm. And this bundle has 1,000 games. Jesus. Now, obviously, these aren't 1,000 AAA titles. This is HIA. No, no, but still. Um, so it's going to be indie games. But uh, like just looking at the list here, though, there, there's some fantastic games. Like Crosscode. Um, which is kind of like a top-down uh, action RPG, which is, is very good. Oh, like uh, an old-school gauntlet? Not exactly. It's it's a little more JRPG. There's a lot more oh, action. Okay. You can dash and, and stuff. And um, uh, but it's very good. You got Super Hot on there. Uh, Sundered. Um, Baba is you. Like those, those uh, Celeste. These are some like high profile indie games. Uh, Celeste is a big profile named indie. I mean, it's it's got awards and. I know the soundtrack's been released and then it's been remixed. The soundtrack's something everyone talks about when it comes to Celeste. It's meant to be very, mm. very good. Mm. Aye, it's uh, Celeste very, very good. So, like, uh, if you want to support in some way, the buying this bundle mm-hmm. would be a good way to start. Because I bought the Doom 2 level and I don't even own Doom on the PC. Surely that wouldn't be hard to rectify get that, yourself some I, I, I know I know and even my I, <laughs> I think even my every piece of shit laptop would should be, surely should be able to run Doom and uh, there's a whole thing with anything with a screen someone will get Doom running <laughs> on it so I'm sure your, your laptop can can handle it I'd like it. to think so <laughs> uh, yeah so that, that's a uh, something that I might pick up myself is, is this Thousand game bundle. Um, sure, there must be something on hum- humble bundle as well at the minute because like that's kind of they're bound to be doing something. That's kind of their thing. I'd be shocked. Mm. I'm gonna check real quick. See. Time. Uh. anything specific for that but there's all these bundles anyway so maybe maybe you can affect the charity it goes to I don't know anyway yeah so games in Russia not going well mm. but that's because of the war nope so um so NVIDIA, who make graphics cards, one of one of the two con- companies that, that make graphics cards, one um, yeah, they got hacked, like, hmm. really badly. Um, and someone managed to get a hold of basically the all the design docs for their chipsets and that. Um, Jesus. And they're basically threatening to release these to the world unless NVIDIA make their drivers uh, basically open source so everyone can see their source code and uh, basically release their own drivers for for NVIDIA products. Um, So you don't have to just 
use the NVIDIA ones all the time. Um, um, yeah, it's a bit mad. It's an oddly specific demand, isn't it? Yeah, and that's exactly what they're like. It's like either make the make the the drivers open source, or we release uh, everyone will know your secrets for for your chipsets. Um, mm. And I don't know what is. Uh, uh, what's the end game here? <laughs> someone really wants to make their own Nvidia drivers, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's anything to do with, uh, or, or what they, do they have any people's data, you know, because if you have a NVIDIA graphics card in your PC, chances are you have an NVIDIA account, so you can get those, those drivers and whatnot, and so uh, who knows if they got a hold of that stuff. Um, as is usual, change your passwords. Yeah, change your pass. <laughs> uh, it's becoming a regular occurrence in this world today. Change your passwords. Oh, you should definitely. Uh, the word choose where they were completely compromised, which I think great. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the the thing that they're asking for is yeah. That, probably should be like once you bought a well anything so like uh, i think that should be that should apply to any piece of electronic equipment that you buy that needs software yeah it's yours it's yours you should be able to do it and the same group well what is reportedly the same group is now trying to do the same thing with uh samsung right um find I oh, know. Well, basically, yeah, yeah they're, they're, it's the same sort of deal. Uh, get a hold of all your sort of plans and stuff, and and release them. As you um, allow people to do whatever they want. Samsung stuff, you can. You know what you're doing. Hmm. Like you could. Uh, I guess you probably could with uh, with Nvidia stuff as well if you you jailbreak this stuff. Um, but like when you do that. Uh, Boys warranties and stuff, so maybe not ideal. Yeah, you should be able to do do the stuff that you want to do with with the shit you bought. Yeah, it's your shit at the end of the day. And if you do something to it and you break it, well, that again, that's the risk you're taking. That just takes it out of warranty and things. I I, I don't understand why you wouldn't just allow people to do their own things with your with the product they've bought. Yeah, they just unless you're you hiding in. something. Yeah, they just want you locked into to into, into their ecosystem, and mm. then it means everything has to go through them. So it's like the Apple thing, where I was about to say it's very Apple-y. Yeah, uh, and so and any software that gets sold for that device has to go through their marketplace, which uh, means they get money for it. Mm. It's um. Shitty, but <laughs> uh, yeah, as long as hackers keep doing hackers. fucked up things, um, <laughs> maybe maybe that's something that can happen. I I doubt they'll they'll do it though. Um, 
Like these guys could be just lying at the same time. Mm, they'll, pro- they'll probably offer them money or some shit like that. Uh, and then because this is some like we fucking hacker guys, they'll 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 take the money easily. Ah, it's, like it's, like a, it's all your this great cause. It's like oh, let's make this open source, and then they come and go. We'll give you ten million dollars. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> We're an easy street for the rest of the life. Was it the box always say made for or oh, what did they always say? Or is it the Good Brothers always saying it made for life or set for life? Sorry, set for life. <laughs> oh, are they talking about their WWE money? <laughs> <laughs> set for life. Sorry, I know. Speaking of WWE, though, mm-hmm. uh, well, do you want to move on and talk about this? I don't know. Has there, has anyone actually played this, or is the reviews saying it's even any good, or what's the crack with? I uh, haven't seen any reviews, so WWE 2K22, um, I guess common knowledge that uh, WWE 2K20 was an absolute fucking mess. Uh, you could barely call it a game, so in an unprecedented move they decided we're going to skip a year um, and try and make this thing better uh, or make it actually work uh, and that game is coming out at the end of this week I thought it was out today no um, there's videos out there today so uh, people have advanced copies uh, I don't think there's any oh no 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 there is a version released today if you bought that stupid hundred pound NWO oh, version that's right that fucking bullshit they were charging over 100 quid so you can play it three days early. Oh. That's how people are talking about it. But, um, I, I'm looking at through the sort of there's people talking about it and the response seems to be meh. Back to the usual then. So they crawled out of no. this is on fire to meh. So yeah, they're probably, meh. And, I, and I bet they're over the moon with that. I <laughs> probably <laughs> we reestablish the status quo and that'll do. Um yeah, the 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 pricing for this thing is absolutely disgusting. Um hmm. just looking at the, the packs, just like for, for what you get. And it's just this is two K bullshit. Who are getting sued at the minute over the head of their loot boxes from their NBA game? Mm-hmm. Um, so this this uh, is coming down with fucking pre-order bonuses and bundles and shit. These guys could teach EA a thing or two. Oh fuck! Hey, um, so I'm just gonna load up the the EA store, not the EA store, the the PlayStation store here. So standard mm. edition. This is. PlayStation 5 version of 2K22. It's £65. Which is more than you should be paying that. Uh, if you pre order, mm-hmm. you, you get some Undertaker bollocks. Um, so it's like extra Undertaker 
it's not skit because they they treat them as separate characters but it's just undertaker he's not going to be doing the same moves it's not like they're going to be like oh well when he was doing his biker taker he did this move then but he didn't do it anywhere else i guarantee they all have the same moves at um you get Starcade 96 Rey Mysterio pack, which will be a Rey Mysterio from Starcade 96, which is probably already in the game since their showcase mode is about the career of um, Rey Mysterio. So it's not like you're getting an extra thing. They're just going to unlock it so you can use it. Um, so that's you get 65 pound. For 70 pound, you get it cross-gen, so you get the PS4 and PS5. Oh, they're doing that shit too. No free yeah. upgrade. And then on the PS4, it's sixty pound. So that works out the same. I don't know why why it's an extra fiver. On PC, it's fifty pound. Of course it is. And if you have a PC that's more powerful than a PS5, it means the same work was done on that version as it was on this mm-hmm. one. So the whole oh, it's it's we have to do more because it's PS5 is absolute fucking horseshit. So, here's where things get fucked up. Um, so, let's say we're, we're at the, the... This is comparable to the, the cross-gen, so £70 for that, which is already too much. Extra 15 quid. You get the season pass, and you can play it three days early. Right, so that version could be played three days early too? Yes, there's two. That's two, what? Three days so basically basically what what we're saying now is yeah that's 85 what we're saying now is um this game is done and ready to go we're just not Mm. releasing it because we want you to pay more money you're not that that's all this is i think um i I don't know why you would ever buy a thing uh, pay like an extra 15 pound yeah you get a season pass but we'll get to that in a minute of what that season pass might be but the early access shit is a load of bollocks um and then we get the nwo for life version which is an extra 20 pound on top of the 15 pounds so this is 105 pound so you get the PS4, PS5 for those version of the game. You get the Starcade Ray. You get the Undertaker Mortal Pack, which was that was all in the seventy pound. You get the season pass, mm-hmm. the three day early access, which is an eighty five pound. So, for an extra twenty pound again, which is more than what the season pass is costing, keep in mind, mm-hmm. you get Hollywood Hogan, NWO Kevin Nash, NWO uh, Scott Hall. And NWO Xbox, you will be six. Keep in mind that every one of those are in the game as not NWO. So essentially, what you've actually got is, and you've bought four NWO t-shirts for characters that are already in the game. Um, and let's say the NWO entrance music, and that cost you twenty pound. Jesus Christ! So. Yo, what the fuck? Fucking hell. So, fiver per skin. Let's say it's a skin. Let's say it's a skin. So, a fiver per skin. And, like you say, maybe some entrance music. It is a For people that are already in the game. 
Oh, Saints for Skin. That's definitely a skin. Oh, sorry, you get Eric Bischoff as well. Playable Eric Bischoff, because that's what everyone wants to play as. Yeah, everyone remembers his grit and ring career. Now let's Jesus talk about Christ. the DLC. Mm. Which which we played fifteen pound for. We'll ignore the three day early access and we'll just say the fifteen pounds. We're being very generous, the two K here. Uh say the fifteen pounds for the DLC. So you will get such names, and this is this is what we know so far. I don't know if there's more. There'll be Yokozuna. There'll be Yokozuna. No doubt will be the, the model they used when they previously had Yokozuna in the game. Mm-hmm. Cactus Jack, again, probably the same Cactus Jack that was in the game previously. Uh, I would say Foley's already in the game anyway. Uh, I'm not sure if he is, if we have Mankind or Mick or... No, I don't think he is, but he was in previous games, so they'll they'll reuse that model. 100% that will yeah. not be a new model. This game doesn't look any better than 2K20, graphically. Still shitty ribbon hair. Uh, we went over that before. Uh, mm. You'll get Rob Van Dam, who isn't going to be a new model. Um, now, you'll get Mr. T, who they have modeled before, so that's not new either. Right. So there's three here that I think maybe haven't, would be brand new, ground up, we created this um, characters that haven't appeared in uh, sort of iterations of this game that could be brought forward. And that's L.A. Knight. Right, that's Eli Drake. Eli Drake, yeah. Um, ah. Stacy Keebler. Not a wrestler. Okay. Nope. And Machine Gun Kelly, also not a wrestler. What the fuck? Hey? He's a rapper. He's a rapper. Mm. He has a producer credit on the on this. He is he is uh, 2022's Fred Durst. Oh, he is. My Fred, Fred Durst. So SmackDown Two, he was in. Yeah, I think so. So all it the was for beating the shit out of him. <laughs> all the other we have the uh, roster of 201. Uh, that's counting like your five Undertakers as five different people. Mm. And your nine, nine Rey Mysterios. Rey Mysterios. <laughs> so you can have a big Rey Mysterio fucking battle royale mm. uh, to find out who the best Rey Mysterio is. Um, so out of, out of that 201, 43. Um, of those were not in 2K20. Uh, which is a bit nuts, but uh, I say a lot of a lot of these have been in previous games before, like JBL. There's no way they don't have a model for him ready to go. Mm. Um, now, the, the funny thing here is because they have to lock down the rosters for these so early on, because you're not going to... Like like spend all his time doing uh, new models for for guys and all, and take them out because he left. So because I like that they they locked down who's going to be in the roster, and because WWE fucking fires everyone all the time, uh, we end up with uh, this list of thirty six wrestlers that are in this game that aren't working for WWE anymore, and there's some like ones that are a problem because. They might work for a certain other country or uh, company in a high-profile manner now. 
you know, yep. such shit names as <laughs> Keith Lee, Keith Lee. <laughs> uh, William Regal, Time yeah, Batwell. We'll talk about that. Uh, like you've got Alexander Wolf, Arya Davari. Um, he's been on, or was that his brother that was on Dark? I think that was his brother because I think Arya Davari is in uh, Impact now. Impact, right? Uh, Billy Kay Billy is in Kay here. Is uh, yeah, Peyton Royce. So both yeah, of them are there. Uh, Braun Strowman. Oh Jesus. Brian Kendrick, you probably should have left him out. Um, Cesaro, who just recently left very quietly. Um, Amber Moon. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who is Swerve Strickland. Yep. Literally just signed for, for AEW. Uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, Johnny Gargano, John Morrison. Um, yeah, just loads of big names here. Shane McMahon. Yep. Although, if I'm not mistaken, though, Shane can actually be a big part of that entire game because if you do that GM mode, it's him and it's got his voice lines and everything. So, a man that doesn't work there can actually be a huge part of this game. Uh, wait, he is. There's voice lines in the GM mode and he's there being all this is how you GM. I'm yep. sorry. If I'm. If I'm doing GM mode and booking wrestling shows, I do not want a McMahon near me because they have no fucking idea what they're doing. <laughs> like, sit the fuck down, Shane. What do you know about booking a show? Yeah, you can choose to have your own, you know, user-created GM or you can pick, like, you know, uh, Regal or Shane or a couple of others, but, yeah. Yeah, Regal. Apparently they will do. Get, yeah, 100%. Uh, 100%. Especially if he pulls faces. He, he is the man of pulling faces. Hey, he really is. He, he probably one of the most. And I'm not just trying to be funny and say this, but he has. He always looks like he's smelled something really bad, but he's really, really angry about it as well. Mm. Oh, he always, he always was like his. Uh, yeah, it's part of wrestling. Is is ex- expressing yourself. Your mannerisms. Mannerisms. Yeah, it's important shit. And yes, he is very good at it. What do they have them? The the ratings are fun to go, to go through and oh, yeah, yeah. obsess about. <laughs> I, like I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't know how they come to these numbers because uh, East Wrestle is going to have stats. I'm assuming it's some sort of average. Average. William Regal's an eighty-five. What does that mean? Wait, I, <laughs> so. Regal was 85. What did you say? Keith Lee was 80? He was, uh, yeah, ranked was, in 80. Uh, um, mm. um, but Miz was higher. Yeah, I'm looking at Miz yeah, was I'm higher. There's, so Miz. there's two versions of Mizes here. So there's, there's oh, of course there is. No Miz. And there's 2011 no, Miz. Which I believe was champion. So he's 86 now. In 2011, they have him a 90. Which... I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. kindly fuck off. Kindly fuck off. Mm. should be in the seventies. Agreed. That's uh, I get it. Like the get the rating like the isn't based, based on, on any uh, like 
real life stuff as all like their character and how good they're perceived in fucking cafe. But even then, he shit. He cheats all the time. Yeah, surely heels should be lower if they're cheating all the time. If you're gonna have a rating for a character. Like, you could be real shit at a sport and cheat and win. But that that should be a stat, though, how good you are at cheating. Sami Zayn's an 80. That's ridiculous. Mm. Samoa Joe, 86. He doesn't work out anymore, either. This game is saying that Miz in 2011 was better than Ric Flair in 1988. <laughs> Let that, let that right. one. Aye. Uh, Miz in 2011 is better than Randy Savage. Oh, fucking hell. They just love burying the old guys, don't they? Well, the old guys that, uh, weren't, guys that uh, didn't fit their template. Fit their template. Mm. They have rated Jinder Mahal as a 77, so... Uh, well, give them that one. That's still generous. Curious... What have they rated Lesnar? 84. 84. Not 80, sorry. 90, 90, 94. 94. 94. There's only one Brock Lesnar, and it's it's top-notch Brock Lesnar. He's a 94. He's the second highest rated character in the game behind Roman Reigns, who's a 95. Jesus Christ. Uh, and no one else really gets close to them. Um like Stone Cold the 92. Drew McIntyre's in 91. Eddie Guerrero's in 90. Uh, Hulk Hogan's in 91. But Hollywood Hogan's in 93. But you need to pay extra for him. Of course. Yeah, this is stupid. I wonder how the, um, wonder how the uh, AEW game will will deal with that. Uh, will they have ratings? Like say, like say if uh, if me and you are play multiplayer against each other and and I pick fucking Peter Avalon. Well, I was just gonna go uh, judge by the the ratings here. So there's uh, Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews who is. Now in AEW, he's ranked at 77, so if I pick him and you All pick right, Roman okay. Reigns, I might just not stand a chance. That's not how you balance a game. No, that, that, I mean, <laughs> that, 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 that is literally, you know when you got all those people that do tier lists for fighting games? <laughs> this game makes a tier list for you. Hmm. So everyone just pick Roman Reigns? Yep, it's kind of like, you know, when you get FIFA and everyone just goes straight to AC or fucking uh, Barcelona and Juventus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then if you want to be yeah, Mr. Big Balls, you'll pick like some, you know. Linfield. Some, <laughs> uh, fucking, I don't, I don't think that league's in, in there, but. Yeah, you pick some Division 3 team and. Stoke City. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I do know what you mean. Putting ratings on your characters does just make it a bit sort of like, like say your favorite was someone like um, I'm trying to think who who's considered down the bottom of the fucking barrel these days in WWE. 
I guess it happens in the UFC uh, games as well, but you have to rate that that's actual, that, that's you know, cool. you know, yeah, yeah. better knowledge. But anyone can beat anyone on any given day, and I think that's in wrestling as well. Like, uh, like no mercy, and that didn't have ratings and stuff, did it? Nope, stats. it doesn't. It was just like everyone nope. just has their move set and just be better than the other person, basically. Yeah, it was more like an old. It was more like a fighting game. So what happens if we do so GM mode? And I want to take. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to find a, a, an example of someone. But let's say I want to take our truth. There we go. Our truth. Rated a seventy-seven. That's pretty low. That's pretty low. In the grand scheme of things, well below average. And I want to push him to the moon and make him champion. How do we go about doing that? Yeah, can you improve his stats or anything? How can I ensure? Like the the do you have to go in and play as as him during the match to make sure he wins, and then have to struggle with fighting Brock Lesnar, who's rated way above. Yeah, because even if the AI isn't set to that good, if the AI does still, still catch you with a couple of moves, is our truth going to just be killed after that? Is that it over? Yeah. And then the AI's not going to know how to pin you because it's fucking WWE AI and it's so fucking bad every time. <laughs> I guess we'll have to. I guess we'll have to play it if I know. Nope. <laughs> If it, reduces in price, if it reduces in price, and I can download lots of, of fan-created aid of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've seen people are, people are at that already. Uh, I've seen someone was making Jade Cargill because she was tweeting about it that she better be getting her money and all the rest of it. And Jesse Tag, <laughs> Vince McMahon and all in it. And I was like, fair play to you. <laughs> uh, sorry, just trying to get a t- the attention of Vince McMahon, I think. Yeah, although... Dan Housen was very funny. He was all, I didn't get paid for this, Tony. Why Why didn't you tell me I was in this game and all this here? <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's always confused about shit. He is the man. But yeah, you've obviously got your user-created stuff. And I think nine times out of ten, that's what people buy that game for, is just creating shit. And obviously... Oh, yes, 100%. Oh, yes, 100%. People will want the... I know the GM thing is what people have been screaming for for a long time. Yeah, it's all about the yeah, E-Fed stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, booking. A lot of people do that on YouTube, and it's it's fun to do. Um, create your own wrestlers mm. or, or pull in wrestlers and sort of book your well, own that's shows. That's what Thing's very famous for on YouTube, that Fire Pro wrestling. Yeah, you get that a yeah, lot. People love that shit. Although Fire um, Pro genuinely is a good game as well. There, there's a, a YouTube channel called YouTube New channel Legacy called Inc. Who just does wrestling games, and they do all you know really silly sort of like during the Rumble they like January Royal Rumble they will do the Royal the Royally List Rumble 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 right. So basically, what they do. Is they take a bunch of games and well, this is what they did this year anyway. Is they'll they'll have the rumble mode in the game and they'll do thirty of them and the winner of each rumble will then go into the royalist of rumbles <laughs> to to see who wins that. Very good. Are these all user created people? These are just people no, from no, in the game. It's people from in the game, but then yeah, some of them are. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, all has to be people that were 
in that game they don't use created wrestlers. Because mm. I remember, remember a mate of mine. He was talking about this thing. I remember. I don't know if it's still hang G C something W. It was some guy done a YouTube stream, and he had created. I think he used the the universe mode or something like that in one of the WWE games. But he had all like computer game characters and he had their own wee storylines and all. And people used to tune into this like every month and watch it royally. So they yes, did. Yes, that's the yeah, the video that's game. The video game championship wrestling. Something like that, because I, I remember the one week he brought it round, and I have to admit, I, I, I'm glad I had a case of beer with me, but the only thing I remember laughing at is that Bowser and Robotnik wanted to be tag team champs, but Dr. Wiley had stole the belts and they couldn't find them and all this here, and so they ended up trying to have a match, but the AI started going nuts, and it was freaking out, and the, the two tag partners started baiting shit at each other, and then the game wouldn't end, because... <laughs> <laughs> you can't pin your own partner, so he had to sort of like pause it and restart the match and all. <laughs> that just made me laugh more than anything. I was like, ah, good old WWE games and their brilliant AI. So I will say so that, that will say this, is still this is still happening. It's still running. It's still running. Oh, the VCGW thing. Yeah, they've also got the WVGCW, which is uh, the women's division. <laughs> Um, this is great. Um, yeah, so they've been yeah, stuck, so they've been stuck using 2K19 because Twitter right. is such a fucking mess. So uh, it'll be interesting to see will they uh, update. I think it's it's a while because they have all these models created. It's a wild pain in the ass for them to up, to change game because you have to get all that, all those models into the new game and uh, I mean. But yeah, bollocks. Uh, and yeah. Using 2K20 put a made things a bit interesting. You never know what would happen. I've, I've seen oh, some exactly. of new legacy stuff where they're using 2K20 and the thing just fucking breaks. And you're like, but they're doing it very much for comedy. So uh, they just like to watch uh, they're, it. They're hoping that it breaks. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because they, they use that um, uh, wrestling. You ever hear M. Dickey? Can't say I have. It's like a one-man developer who does wrestling games. Look up some of his games, uh, Wrestling Empire and Wrestling Revolution. Um, so they're like, they're, they're supposed to be very arcadey, no mercy style sort of things. But then they've got pretty in-depth GM modes. Um, and very customizable matches. So you can like put, you know, you can do a, a Royal Rumble with you know, 30 fucking tables in the ring and a bunch of dynamite, and the whole thing just blows up. <laughs> uh, they did so a, a very funny, like, um, career mode with GM, where they picked J to be JR, and immediately went and signed Dr. Death Steve Williams and paid him way too much money, which is pretty accurate of what would happen in real life. Very good. Fuck, JR loves Dr. Death. He does. What I noticed this week on, uh, I know we're sort of jumping ahead here, but what I noticed uh, very much on Dynamite and Revolution is JR does not like Danhausen. He does not, because he doesn't get no, it. No, he does not. And he's an old man. No. But I was thinking, I bet you if Danhausen's wife was there as his valet or something, suddenly JR would love Danhausen. <laughs> JR being a wee bit of a creep. <laughs> ah, he's wild Ger famous for it though. Ger during a certain match. <laughs> 
yeah, like I don't I don't care if if you personally like Dan Housen or not. But like all he has to do is listen to the reaction he gets and exactly. put him over. That's your fucking job. Play along. Well, yeah, I mean that's. Do you remember? I I don't. Wanna, I know we're sort of completely changed the subject here, but I remember uh, when Excalibur was being interviewed by Shivani and Aubrey um, for their podcast. He was saying, you know, when he first met Jr. Jr. wasn't too keen on him because obviously Excalibur wears the mask. Yeah, because he's wearing a mask. And, um, Yes, and when he asked them about the mask, he's oh, this this is my wrestling mask. I've worn it since I've wrestled. And Jr.'s words were, "You're not here to get yourself over. You're here to get the talent over." And I'm thinking, then why are you trying to bury Dan Housen? Why are you burying him? Even though the crowd's going nuts for him, what's your problem? I, I don't get that. <sighs> I love Jr. No, but it's like, come on, man, come on. You you got to realize this crowd is reacting something crazy to this man, and you're gonna go, oh, what what do you mean he's cursing him? You're like. Like you were around when Undertaker was resurrecting from the dead and shooting lightning. What's the difference between a man cursing someone? Jason Thunderliger. Jason Thunderliger. Yes. He's now a commentator. Now a commentator. Retired mm-hmm. from in ring. Still wears his mask. Still Is Jr. going to go tell him to take off his mask? Hi. <laughs> it's called continuity, Jr. It's Excalibur. Mm-hmm. He was a wrestler. He, was a wrestler. he never. Mm-hmm. Do, you do not take off your mask in lucha. Fucking Excalibur's very into lucha scene. So he, yes, of course he wouldn't take his mask off. He's not trying to get himself over. He's just like, this is my mask because I'm a masked wrestler. Or was. Mm-hmm. Excalibur got himself over by doing his job the way he does it. Yeah. He's absolutely amazing. He came from pro wrestling gorilla where he wrestled. And I think he's part mm-hmm. owner as well. He ran the thing. Yes, he he's um, one of the founders. Yeah. And and then he went from wrestling to commentating in Pro Wrestling Gorilla as the same person. So it makes sense that he would keep his mask on. The fans know him as that. And then he just kept it for when he came over to, to AEW because that's who he is. It's not his fault that JR doesn't fucking watch any wrestling and doesn't understand mm. shit when it comes up. If JR would go out and make an effort to watch independent wrestling and maybe go to Tony Khan's like oh who are you looking at so I can be like educate myself so if they show up and I'm not sitting there going who the hell's that and just fucking cutting someone's debut out from under them which he has done Mm-hmm. maybe that would serve him maybe better than just better than fucking complaining and I don't want to hear oh I'm too old for that shit I was like well you know where to go then if you want to do this and say that you can do it make the fucking effort and I love JR that's just what like criticism of, of, of him because yeah. it's the one small blot on his record because he yeah. has been absolutely amazing because that shit, like, oh, come that, shit on. that shit doesn't help. That that's not no. him taking Dan Housen backstage, trying to understand what Dan Housen's doing, and giving advice that way. That's him on air, acting mm-hmm. like a, it's very fucking childish. And oh, this my, my toys don't play the way I want. It's it's very like, oh, I don't get this, so I'm gonna shit all over it. It's like, don't do that on air. Yeah, it's as you say the the fucking reaction that he gets when he comes out from all right, he keeps coming out from under the ring or whatever. But the fucking roof, the roof comes off every time, and yeah. maybe that's what's annoying him even more. He doesn't get it, but these fans are going nuts for him. Fucking attitude error was full of that shit. Come on. Jeez, mm-hmm. how's he going to react when Hook walks out? I'll say this: kid gets um, fucking reaction for nothing. <laughs> 
Danhausen is is less silly than The Undertaker during the Attitude Era. Danhausen has yet to shoot lightning at anyone out of his fingers. He could if he wanted to, though. He probably could. Or he would say... (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did retire The Undertaker in 1993. Aye, what am I on about? Undertaker wasn't in The Attitude Era. I know we've gone completely off topic here, uh, but yeah, it looks like twenty or two K twenty two is back to the meh. Uh, do we have much time left on the game section? Because I have to very briefly mention Gran Turismo. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, I was playing Gran Turismo at the weekend. Um, it is fucking impressive looking. I'm not very good at you know realistic racing games, but um, Jesus, my eyeballs were blown away. It 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 looks real. That's the only way I can describe it. It looks real. And um, I've seen pictures. The, the, the work they've put into the the controller is a big deal for it, you know. Um, that's what I'd I'd feel kind of gypped if I was playing it on the. I know there is a PS4 version, and apparently it still looks really well. It doesn't. Uh, I think it only runs at thirty frames, though. Um, but uh, oh shit! Sure. Can you turn mm, the ray tracing and stuff off to make it go sixty? On. Well, I don't, the PS4 wouldn't have ray tracing. Oh, right, on the play, PS4, right. I thought you meant PS5. Uh, PS4, no, no, PS4, or PS5, sorry, has full 60 with ray tracing and all the rest of it. Um, but uh, PS4, like I say, I think I'd feel a bit gypped after playing it on PS5 now because the controller was such a big thing. Like, see, when you're taking corners, like, the le- like say you're taking a left-hand corner, then the left side of the controller starts to sort of vibrate a wee bit because obviously the left-hand tires are doing a bit more work than the right-hand side because they're the ones, you know, pulling into the corner also. For play, they've done a lot of work under the controller side of things. You can actually feel how well you're doing in a corner now because of it. That sounds pretty nice. If I, if you're if a I, PS4 owner and want to play this, I wouldn't borrow yours. Just just no. wait until you can get your hands on a PS5. Because this is the first first party game that there's no free upgrade path, so mm. you know, you'd have to pay for it twice once you get a PS5. So just factor yeah. that into your decision. And I would I would say all the love and attention went into the PS5 version and the PS4 oh, just sort of got I turn everything down a bit, right? It runs as well as it's gonna run. Okay. Mm. Well. But yeah, good game. Shall we talk from about what a revolution then? I we're gonna have to. Oh Jesus, what an event, I eh? <clears throat> this was a very I I very much enjoyed this. Uh only bad thing from start to finish. We couldn't all do it together because COVID. <laughs> Fuck COVID. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bit weird sitting in, in my own house, just sort of quietly appreciating everything. <laughs> you know, with, with, uh, uh, I um, like uh, Eugene and, and and Ninja were over for a while. They didn't stay for the whole thing because they had, uh, you know, just sleep deprived and. Uh, mm-hmm. Eugene uh, arranges left home for four o'clock. Four o'clock. The sweet summer child, thinking it was going to be over by then. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, so during the main event, I like had to stop. I was like, I was on my own at that point. It's like I'm falling asleep here because it's just me here. I better just go to bed and watch the main event tomorrow, which I did. It worked out better, you know, because then I sat and played on my team. Yo, yes, I want to watch it. Dog collar match game. Oh, let's watch the ladder match oh. game. <laughs> Ended up watching the whole thing. <laughs> um, but pre-show, uh, the buy-in. Full hour of wrestle. Yep. Which we is a first time 
Um, I think you usually got like a half hour promo package, um, which mm-hmm. was, you know, the, the countdown thing they put on YouTube. Yes. You just put that on, followed by a match. But this time we get Chris Statlander versus Leila Hirsch. Uh, very good match. Uh, Leila Hirsch cheats to win. She pulls a wrench out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. No, it was a turnbuckle hook. I think it was a turnbuckle thing. Eh, wrench, same thing. Um, Big bit of metal, anyway. No, at this point, I went back and looked. Statlander's Titantron video thing at the start was playing. Yes, I noticed this straight off the bat. What the fuck's Kenny Omega doing in that? I don't know if they, because no the way after this match, Don Callis came out. They fucked up. Did they accidentally? Well, it did in Gordy Statlanders. I wonder, did they start with Kenny's by accident and then have to quickly hit Statlanders? That could have been. Because Ken- I was looking at it going, why is Kenny Omega in her video? But then I thought, it is Chris Statlander and she is a bit mental. Maybe she's just throwing wrestlers into her video. <laughs> that makes more sense that they just did it by accident. But the weird mm. thing was, weird is, thing well, no, that's the weird. The, well, this no, backs, weird, backs up. It's like right after that match, we get Tony Schiavone in the ring so, <laughs> saying he's going to interview Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega's music plays and everyone goes fucking nuts and then Don Callis comes out and everyone goes, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Excalibur was still the best. God damn it. <laughs> I love Excalibur's reactions to Don Callis. Like, <laughs> And then he's in Tony's ear going, I'll give you 50 bucks if you slap him. <laughs> hundred, <laughs> 200. <laughs> you can see Shivani sitting smiling in the ring. <laughs> yeah, so he basically goes, were you expecting someone else? Well, yeah, you play this music, so yeah, that's kind of how that works. Um, and blames everyone oh. for, for Kenny being injured, and we all suck the blood out of him. Yep, um, but Jesus, I, you always forget how good Callus is on the microphone, how, and it even goes as far as they call uh, if you know Adam Cole wins, oh, he'll just be a transitional champion anyway, and you're like, oh Jesus, <laughs> he's just burying everybody. <laughs> Great segment. Yeah, so if Kenny was there that night, he'd be winning the world championship. Mm. The reason he isn't there is because he lost it. Mm-hmm. So if he hadn't lost it, he hadn't would he still had it? Would he be one of well, himself? Well, Don Callis is saying, Don Callis is saying that you know it's our fault that Kenny lost because we were basically loving him so much that he was overworking himself, and that's what—that's the only reason Hagman beat him is because Kenny overworked himself. No one asked him to go to Impact. <laughs> but I'm sure Impact were happy about that though fucking hell their viewership went up nearly five times as much apparently problem is it went straight back down again <laughs> I know well I think it might have hung around if they hadn't have started asking you for money to watch it like mm. if, if, if honest opinion if Impact sort of had right we're, we're sort of stopped the working relationship here but it's still free to watch would you think would you have still been watching it though uh yeah probably uh, Hmm. So there you go. They would have got a viewer. A couple. They probably would have got a lot more viewers staying if they had a turn. Says that's still free to watch. So Hook Their versus very good. Hook versus QT Marshall finally. Oh, is good. Uh, QT Marshall just gets a fucking shite knocked out. He get he gets more uh, 
offense than offense most people, but um, you know how it is. Capture. Of course, they had uh, Taz on commented on for this one. Yeah, aye. yeah. Taz is amazing. Just, just the way he sort of there. Was, there was a wee bit where I loved how the only way QT was able to sort of get an offense is when he was basically cheating. And uh, even every time he did it, every time he cheated, you could hear Taz sort of laughing like he just wasn't worried. He knew Hook's got this and all this here. But the finish was brilliant because QT went for a, was it a moonsault he went for? And he landed on his feet and Hook just casually takes a step backward and just catches him into the red rum. That's, that's it all over. all over? That's it all over. And then we go into our last buy-in match, which was Death Triangle, Pack. This was Oscura. the buy-in match, so to me this was brilliant. Yeah, and House of Black. Um, so, on Rampage, Rampage before, we got revealed that Pack and Penta had got themselves a, a monster to help them out, and it's Eric Redbeard from the Eric Rowan, um, Brody Lee's old tag partner from WWE. He looks in fucking great shape. If you remember when we saw him uh, for that Brody Lee tribute show, um, mm-hmm. comparing him to how he looks now, <laughs> fuck, uh, he's, he's on been the, hard at work. Mm, the tribute show, you could tell he hadn't been wrestling for a while. Mm, had a bit of a belly going on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anymore, really. Um, um, so yeah, we we get Brody King, Buddy Matthews, uh, Malachi Black versus Pac Penta Obscura and Eric Redbeard uh, in a really good six man match. Um, and I was first thinking uh, this on the pre show, and I was like, you know what? They're trying to make their pre show worth watching. Mm. So it's not just throw away shit on it, um, which is a good thing to have. Um, it's like mm, if you're going to give away three matches, you to buy the... exactly, exactly. Yeah, you're you're more likely to to watch pre-show and have it convince you to buy a pay-per-view if the match on there is really, really good. Um, fucking Brody King left in red beard though. Jeez, um, crazy. Hey, I'd say red beard's what well over. He's well over three hundred. Maybe oh, sort of he's big, big he's, boy. Maybe. Mm. Um, uh, the excitement when Brody King and Redbeard faced off in the ring and they were just sort of shoulder tackling each other over and over and over and over they were just like two rams headbutting each other this whole show was definitely show like there's moments where it's like hosses we, we got hosses here <laughs> um, mm. um, uh, I of black ones this one black mist that's right, they black mustard uh Rowan. Yeah. You're oh, always get Redbeard. Redbeard, you're, you're <laughs> always getting black mustard. It's Malachi Black Match. <laughs> I think he does. Yeah, how come Penta wasn't there to hold it in this time? Well that was pretty smart. Uh that last time they faced off. Um and that was amazing. puts his hand over over uh Malachi's mouth. Um, <laughs> um yeah. Next up, we get JR out so we can start this thing. And from the get go, Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. What a match, eh? Jericho definitely looking in very good shape. He is, he's definitely looking a lot better. And I was even enjoying the fact that Jericho just. It didn't even. I think it was within, within a minute, he just straight up healed it. 
Because obviously the crowd, very much behind Eddie. So Jericho just starts flipping off the whole crowd. (laughs) Yeah, he was full of anger, which which is what we needed. Uh, Ah, It works way better. Um, And yeah, that's the story they said. Yeah, Kingston can't win the big one. Um, But he's all over Jericho through this. The match is just fucking pure brawling. Ah, this was a oof. The two like they were slapping the shit out of each other, but Jericho's chest was beetroot, so it was. Yeah, I definitely looked like Kingston's chops are a bit more sting to them than Jericho's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a, a great match, and uh, the best thing match. about it is yeah, to have Kingston win and just that moment. Mm-hmm. It's like you think about Kingston, like it is true, he's been there to be at that top level but to lose at that level you had him against you know moxley um going up against punk um and he's always been you know losing the pay-per-view matches but um i didn't realize that till excalibur said that you know i'd never copped on it he had never wanted a pay-per-view yeah yeah uh, and it was a nice story for them to, to tell um mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the, the, this is showing the, the shit that Jericho does well. Um, you know, I, put, this put, this put, was King to me over. this. I'm sorry, I was just going to say yeah, to me this is one of Jericho's best matches in a long time. He it, this felt like a like a Jericho match maybe five ten years ago. It was just fantastic, high speed the whole time. Um, even I know some people worry about his lion salt, but fuck, he nailed it and everything. He, did he, he was just, he was on top form, hey? Yeah. Um, very, very, very tight, very, very good match. Um, like you said, the, the no real, like a lot of people have been over Jericho because of his in-ring, him maybe being, having a bit of his dad bod, the guy's in his 50s. It's expected. Um, but yeah, then, if, if I was in that shape in my 50s, I'd be happy for fuck's sake. Yeah. I know some some of his high fly moves weren't looking the best, but then this one is like looking a lot trimmer and and yeah, he was he was spot on. Like mm-hmm. Tony Khan was saying, oh, he said it looks the best he's ever seen, and um, uh, he's he's really he's really sharp in the ring. And you're like, all right, Tony, you're always, but kind of almost has a point. He's maybe not the he best does. he's ever looked like, but like he's got he's got abs. There you go. <laughs> If you have abs in your fifties and you're doing well, exactly. I definitely, he's definitely moving around like a man who hasn't done his fifties. But I, I thought it was definitely one of my favorite Jericho matches in a long time. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Under the the tag title match, oh, well, we have to quickly say Jericho uh, didn't follow through on his promise. So. Oh yeah, he didn't shake his oh, hand. Yeah, no, he did not. He just walked away. And, oh, Kingston wasn't happy. Ignoring the code of honor? What the fuck? <gasps> I haven't even mentioned that that happened yet, but uh, it was saving the, <laughs> punk, the punk match. Um, AEW World Tag Team title match. Uh, Jurassic Express versus uh, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. This was basically four on two for the most part. Yeah, it really was. Until the Red Dragon Young Bucks sort of broke down and started fighting each other towards the end, uh, which led to their undoing. 
Here's the thing. I, I've never understood tag team three ways or triple threats. Why is it only two people in the ring? Probably to try and keep the match focused, I guess. But for this, it made, for this it made sense, though, because of the story they were telling. Uh, well, I suppose... Like, but in uh, general, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. No, in general, they should have at least one member of the teams in there. But because it was Red Dragon in the books and they were basically teaming up on the Jurassic Express, it made perfect sense for this. And then obviously, like you say, near the end when it started breaking down, you know, they were tagging themselves in and obviously all hell broke loose then. But Jesus, this match made Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus look absolute yeah. superstars because of the amount of punishment they took and kept on going. And then their hot tags were so fucking good with, like, um... What's the one where, What's the one where um, Luchasaurus, uh, does he have someone in a backpacker position? Or he's holding one of them and, and yes. Jungle Boy does the shooting star? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, Kyle O'Reilly put uh, Luchasaurus into like a choke and Luchasaurus obviously sort of going down. That's what I, so he sort of got him in like a choke, put his feet are off the ground. What, we, what do you call that? An octopus stretch or something? Yeah. Well, he, he was like, but he's, uh, he was um, guillotine. Uh, so mm-hmm. he, he does a the shooting star on to O'Reilly. Uh, Luchasaurus goes to pin O'Reilly, and then out of nowhere, Nick Jackson comes in with a 450. Um, just such a, like, just bang, 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 fast, sort of high spots um, that really works for this. But then at the same time, they would slow it down at times and tell the story of. The mm-hmm. the young bucks and red dragons sort of coming apart, coming apart. Mm-hmm. and then eventually, eventually that's what gets let's Jurassic uh, Express get the advantage and we get the uh, um what do you call their finisher again the power the flippy power bomb thing Th- the Thoracic Express Thoracic Express um and they retain oh, I haven't even been. Uh, Looking at our uh, predictions for that first match, we oh, both yeah. predicted Eddie, and we were right. And mm-hmm. for that match, I I picked to be determined, so I was wrong. You <laughs> you were saying that if it was Santana and Ortiz won the Real, that's who you were going with. Yeah, so that's why I committed. I knew it was going to be Jurassic Express if they didn't, but like. Mm. Because uh, that'll lead us into, uh, you know, the elite stuff and all that falling apart. And mm. Adam Cole being like, who's going to side with? And then Kenny Omega, well, obviously he's coming back soon, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, so this ladder match then. <laughs> Christian Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Ricky Starks, and Wardle. I thought Powerhouse Hobbs looked fucking brilliant in this. I they made him look like a beast. Yeah. He was doing uh, a lot. I like that when he just, like, steps over Christian's corpse to climb the ladder. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, I love the bit when the match first, I think it was quite quickly it happened. The match starts, and, well, like you said, even before the match starts, Cassidy's the last man to come out. And he does that thing where he rolls into the ring, but he just keeps rolling yep. and rolls out the other side. So then Christian and Starks, they get put out. So obviously you have the three big horses left in the ring. And the fans yeah. start 
going mad. And then Cassidy eventually gets into the ring and he just looks so tiny in there. Just him in the middle of the three of them. And of course, he starts doing the kicks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end well. Keith for Lee him. looks pure perplexed. I like, you well, know, like Keith Lee's the Delton face and, and Hobbs is the uh is a is a heel there was a moment as well where they just cleared out the the ring so uh we can fight the, you got a, a lot of that this was like gonna be always gonna be like uh oh well, we have the big guys and they're gonna fight each other and the little guys were, were sort of just there to to do the the bumping and, and that and get thrown about the place like Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee fucking launched him. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that's the last we see at Orange Cassidy, so I'm not sure if he got hurt there because he flew directly over Ricky Starks' head, who was, he did. <laughs> I guess, trying. Well, he was trying to catch him, but it was like, <laughs> flew over him and then just hit the ramp. Because obviously something was meant to be happening when the Danhausen spot was supposed yes. to happen. Yes, that's why I thought uh, that he got injured there because Danhausen came out and Cassidy's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, you could even see because Danhausen popped out a bit. You could see him sitting for because I seen him there and I was like, "Where did he come from? Why is he just sitting there? What's going on?" And obviously Ricky Starks starts to climb up, so he gets a curse, and Danhausen decides this time he's going to just follow through with the curse himself and pulls him off the ladder <laughs> and then slides on. <laughs> And that's when JR said the line that really annoyed me. I was like, you wee bastard. What was the specific line? Uh, the line that, uh, I think it was Excalibur said, I wonder, or what's Dan Housen doing here? And JR's exact words were, let's hope it's just a cameo. Uh, and I was like, fucking hell, man. Let's hope it's just a cameo. Fucking crowd losing their shit, like. But, like I say, don't want to dwell on that. Yeah. Come on, they're fucking fantastic spots. The um, the one where Orange has the he's doing the ladder swinging around his head, and then um, and is it Hobbs and Keith Lee grab each uh, side Ward, of it? Wardlow and Keith Lee and lift it up, and he just holds on. And he, <laughs> he does the skin the cat up under the top of it and almost grabs the the ring, and then falls between that the things. That was brilliant. That was really good. Um, he done that as well. He tried to climb on the back of two boys as well, didn't he? And go for it. Yeah, we had the point where uh, Wardlow had, I think it was Starks and Christian on his back, and was still climbing the ladder. Um, you, you had the the point where Hobbs and Wardlow went up and just broke a ladder in half. That's right, because they each wanted the ladder. Yeah. They just broke it. So yeah, this this match is definitely booked to highlight the big guys in uh, mm-hmm. uh, a ladder match. And there was some interesting stuff they, they did around that. Um, the part with Hobbs and Keith Lee right in front of the desk, I was like, what the fuck's the plan here? What are these two big boys going to do? And then out of nowhere, fucking Wardlow trucks them off the stage. Yeah, uh, that was the end of, end of their night then. Um, mm. Don't think they came back after that one. Um, eventually we do get a winner and it is Wardlow mm. who had Wardlow uh, no it wasn't me I had Keith Lee yeah I had Wardlow I predicted Wardlow nice um, 
And yeah, that's that's going to be yeah. interesting. I think he's taking the title off Sammy, to be honest. So he gets shot in right. Texas. Is that two weeks? His, his actual mm-hmm. shot is? Aye. Sammy has to take on Scorpio on Wednesday. Yes. And then if he survives that, he's... Jesus. If, I love that. If he survives that, he's taking on Wardlow. Oh, dear. Not going to survive that one, I don't think. No fucking chance. Not the mood Wardlow's in as well, which we'll talk about later as well. Um, so next, uh, well, wait, we, we, uh, Tony Schiavone brings out Swerve Strickland. Um, this was announced before, uh, he was kill shot in Lucha. He was, and he was fantastic. I'm very excited to see him here. Yep. Um, yeah, Although see. someone needs to call Dario Cueto and tell him that all these people Matanza sacrificed are somehow coming back to life. We have to send Matanza up to AEW to sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then. I Come would on. lose my shit. I would lose my shit if that happened. But he's anyway, good. he's been on. He's been on Dynamite before. He has. True. True. TBS title match: Jade Cargill versus Tay Conti. Jade coming out dressed as Jade. Mm-hmm. From Mortal Kombat. Enjoyed that. that. Pretty cool. Although Jr. says she looks like a superhero, and I think it was Shivani was all, "No, nah, more like a Mortal Kombat character." <laughs> You're like, "Yep." Shivani knows his stuff. Shivani's <laughs> a gamer, sure. He is. A... Oh, don't call him that. He loves her. That's an insult. <laughs> call people gamers. Captain G gamers. <laughs> but uh, I, he loves his computer games. So that we was enjoy- pretty cool that he knew all that. We enjoy playing games. Enjoy it's playing not part of our... It's yes. not who we are. It's just a hobby true, we true, do. True, true, <laughs> true. true. Um, yeah, so the, the, this was probably Jade's best match. I know that's it, not I saying a lot, but... definitely was. Uh, it was. It was nice, fast pace. There was one point Ty, Ty Conti actually fucked up by trying to pin her with her while under the ropes, and the referee was like, yep. no, you're under the ropes, dumbass. <laughs> yep. Uh, Although Ty's not been wrestling too long either, has she? She's only a couple of years, I think. A lot longer than she is. She was in NXT in that. Um, But yeah, it's not like she's a 15-year vet or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was a decent match. Not, not, you know, make it stand out or anything, but it was a functional fucking not... I have to ask, what was... What was with all the kissing? I don't know. I don't know. What JR the fuck was that, that about, though? That. Oh, JR loved the shit out of that. <laughs> creepy, I fucker. <laughs> oh, you could tell he enjoyed that. Yeah, the damn but... fucker. <laughs> Sitting there <laughs> while they're running around. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Um... But yes, Jade retains. Obviously. She's 29 and oh, so I'm wondering if they're going to do a big deal for her 30 match. Probably, yeah. Probably. I hope she gets beat. I wonder who they would give her. Fuck, imagine Diana Perazzo walked out and said, oh, I like a look at that, I'll take that. Serena Deeb, She's just tie, tie her up in nuts and uh, take her out. I think that's actually what should happen. Serena uh, Deeb should take that title off her. She won Rookie of the Year, didn't she? She did, uh, she did. Yes. Oh, it's a rookie challenge. It's called too, as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, fuck. Jade last five minutes Jade against Serena Deeb. <laughs> no. Right. Fuck, that would just, bur- that would bury her though. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, she's been squashing boys. And then fucking Deeb just walks in and wraps her up and goes, right, give me that belt. Bye. <laughs> Dog collar match. Dog collar match. CM Punk oh, versus MJF was so hyped for this. So um, and this is where you get CM Punk's music hits called The Personality. Crowd goes fucking nuts. It cuts off and MJF comes out instead. I just love Excalibur at this point when it happens. He just goes, what an asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's done that before, He's hasn't he? Before. He has, I. Um, he literally everyone, did it in Chicago. Yeah, and everyone was very upset with him, but it, it just shows how good he is. He just knows how to wind you up. Um, oh, yes. But then we get uh, some very unfamiliar music very playing. Unfamiliar music but will be familiar to some. Uh, on Dynamite, just past, um, Tony Khan announced that he had purchased Ring of Honor, which everyone was very happy about, which means AEW has that, that tape library. It means they have All In, uh, the, the original pay-per-view that spawned AEW, um, and they can put on Ring of Honor shows and that. I'm not sure if it comes with uh, a TV deed with Sinclair, who did own Ring of Honor before. Um not too sure. Um, we should probably very quickly, very, very quickly point out that the first thing he did was he had a rematch between Danielson and Daniels, as in yes. Chris Daniels. That was that was that a very was good match very, as well. Very cool. So that was the that was a rematch of the main event of the very first Ring of Honor um, event. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that was a nice touch, and they they put on a, a very good match. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Daniel's 51 and he's still got a tie. Yeah, the way he does his springboard moonsault outside and then he gets over to the camera and he's like, 51. (laughs) 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 Just shouting, I'm 51 and I just did that shit. Um, Yeah, so we get this music playing. It is uh, Mysteria uh, Canter, I think I don't know if I'm saying that. It's an AFI song, um, and it's it's the the Ring of Honor music that Punk would use. Um, and it it, it just uh, the way MJF sold it too was great. So he's like, "What the fuck's this? What the? He should all, it, To be fair, he should know. <laughs> he's a CM ah, fan, and, and I'm sure he didn't know because you know." That the promo he uh, cut on Dynamite as well was a punk <laughs> promo from Ring of Honor, the uh, you know the and the Devil Incarnate mm-hmm. promo. It's a very famous punk promo from Ring of Honor that he cut to Punk on uh, Dynamite. So Punk comes out dressed in fucking Ring of Honor, uh, his Ring of Honor gear, which is the basketball shorts and the tracksuit top. Um, everyone's going nuts. I thought that was really really good touch. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. I was actually thinking, I was thought, I bet you're Collins loving this right now. <laughs> it was uh, an uh, excellent, excellent way to, way to start this off. Just make make the occasion with uh, them buying ROH, MJF making references to Punk's ROH career. So you want ROH Punk? You got fucking ROH Punk. Here he comes. Um, and then we get this match and it's so fucking good. These two work so well together. Um, 
Um, and this is MJF. Everyone talks about MJF cutting his promos and all. This is him doing the thing he is best at as a heel, and that is mm-hmm. getting his comeuppance. He is so fucking good at that. Yep. Um, this match was, I think it probably was match of the night for me. Oh, easy. Um, uh, definitely, yeah. And I, I know we keep saying this every time Punk has a good match, but is this now Punk's best match? <laughs> it is. This this is the ring. The ring rust is completely gone now. This is Punk on all cylinders here. This is mm-hmm. the Punk that you expect. Um, like, he, his moves that he's hitting, like he's hitting Shining Wizards and they look really tight. And um, Yeah, and, and it's MJF as well. He's just... It's just that oh, uh, fucking good. Hey, the way he sells the, stuff. Was, aye. There was a moment I loved where Punk... I wasn't too sure what he was actually doing, and then it, it sort of copped on to me. He started wrapping the chain around his knee. To do the chain wizard. Oh, fucking hell. That's yeah. just such a genius thing. I never even thought of doing something like that. Or it, I don't think anyone's ever pulled that shit off, but fuck, it was brilliant. Hey. And then, of course... Punk was, fuck, I don't know how he was able to stay stand after they went to bloody lost and everything. Yeah, he was pissing blood and his shorts were white and they weren't white by the end. There was a really clever mo- moment though I noticed MJF did. Um, when Punk was bleeding and you could tell it was bleeding really, really bad, uh, MJF quote unquote put him into a sleeper. But what he actually had was his hand on his head and you could see he was really putting the pressure on his head, just trying his fucking best to help Punk out with the bleeding <laughs> so he was, but he still made it look like a really nasty chokehold at the same time. And I was like, that's a fucking pro there. That yeah. is a pro. Yeah. Making sure the guy's okay, but still making it look like he's in a fight. That's fucking amazing, that shit. The way he does the, 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 the selling of the chain as well. It like, mm-hmm. it, the, the, there's parts where he's outside, Punk will wrap the chain around his eyes and he just screams. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, it, it sounds like it's the most painful thing he's ever endured and it's it's fucking great. Um, yeah, this one was, was so, so absolutely just, just violent and... Yeah, I really it, didn't know what way it was going to go either. Just a, it's one of the most satisfying endings to a feud in AEW so far, I think. 100%. Just, you, you feel like the, the little to shit. To me, this, this is the end of this feud now. It is, I 100%. There's, we, we know where MGF's going next because. Yes. <laughs> because of what happened. <laughs> so, MGF calls out Wardlow. He comes walking down to the ring looking not too happy about having to come out here. Uh, ask him for the Dynamite Diamond Ring, which MGF uses to win matches. Um, but Wardlow's checking all his pockets. He's like, I don't have it. Where did I put it? That was so good, dude. Punk, was I? His, like, again, that's real good use of facial expressions from Wardlow. Really fucking good shit from Wardlow. Um, CM Punk... Uh, GTS on MGF. MGF takes a great back bump on the, right onto the taxi. It's just poured out all over the place um, and sells the shit of the. I, I'm guessing that probably wasn't that much selling involved there. Mm. <laughs> if you just land on a bunch of tax, and then Wardle realizes, oh, it's in it's in this pocket, and just sets the ring down in front of CM Punk and walks away. <laughs> 
Do you see him mouth oops? <laughs> genius. Absolute genius. So, of course, Punk decides, well, seeing as this ring's sitting here and nobody's using it, uh, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, fucking nails him in the face. And gets the three counts, and that's, that's us. What, what a match. match eh? What a match. Yeah. Um, Who did you have for that one? I had MGF for some I reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you had Punk. Why I put MGF there for that one? Was... I'm so shocked you went against your boy. Yeah, well, I was trying to pick who I thought would win and not who I wanted to win. But I, even Punk was winning that all day long. That was like the culmination. We're doing this big match. Of course, Punk's winning. It'd be stupid. <laughs> it would just cheapen it an MGF one and they try and put out more unless they were going to just finish with MGF being victorious and move on, which doesn't make any sense either. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. Brett Baker and Thunder Rosa have to follow that. Um, Rebel and Jamie Hader are on the outside and this is a three-on-one match. Aha. <laughs> Yeah, we get a lot of interference here. Uh, Thunder Rosa can't, can't get anything strung together because she'll, as soon as the referee's back's turned, Jamie Hader will be grabbing her foot or punching her while she's down or many other things. We do get to see Thunder Rosa trying to put the uh, uh, the, the lockjaw on Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. And Britt yep. Baker bites her fingers. Bites her fingers. It's like yeah, the only person I've ever seen do that was Abaddon. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's good that it's, that that's the that, 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 that's Brit's move, so she knows exactly what she needs to do to avoid it. Mm-hmm. That's just smart. That's, that's just, just good smart. shit there. Good shit there. She, yep. she knows how to get out of the hold because it's it's her hold. Um, I suppose in Abaddon's case, it was like yeah, you put your fingers in there, and I'm literally going to eat them because that's what I do. Yeah, Abaddon's just a zombie. Yep. <laughs> Why would you put your hand in her mouth? <laughs> what the fuck? <sighs> anyway, uh, as you say, the, the the story behind this was just it was a three on one match. Thunder Rosa couldn't get anything going, and the moment this all started happening, I was like, ah, right, okay. So this is. I wasn't too sure if Britt was going to come out herself or not. And the moment I seen Hater and Rebel, I was like, right, it's going to be one of these again. So. I was still thinking maybe this was the story that the Thunder Rose would overcome and win, but no, the really good match, fantastic. Um, obviously, Thunder Rosa comes up short, Britt yeah. retains. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm thinking we're not done here because Thunder Rosa has a number one contenders match now against Layla Hirsch um, on Dynamite. Who's on the GD side, though? She's yes. enjoying her cheating as well, so she God is. knows how that'll go. But I think Thunder wins this and we get like a cage match or something like that out of it. You know, something to stop mm. the interference. Because you can justify that's why Thunder Rosa doesn't go back to the back of the line in this one. It's like Tony Khan sees this and goes, fuck's sake. They're ruining, they're ruining me thing, right? She gets another shot. Fuck that. Mm. So you can justify that happening. And then we'll get some sort of uh, special match. You could argue, like, why didn't you do that here on the pay-per-view and have this title change hands? Because, spoilers, none of the titles change hands. But, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. We we can we can get one more match out of it. Hmm. And next up we have Danielson versus Moxley. You want to see two points just beating each other mercilessly? Here we go. This was brilliant, hey. Brilliant. This was just a hard hitting, you know, just blood vessel busting match, hey. This was very like the hangman matches. Mm-hmm. I, I found obviously not as long. Um and yeah, lots of blood out of Moxley. I don't th it did did mm -hmm. Danielson actually bleed? A wee bit. There was a wee or, bit, but nowhere near that, as much as Moxley. Was that was that Moxley's blood on him? No, he he did have a wee cut because at one point when he they wiped. did the double double elbow. They both mm -hmm. elbowed each other at the same time outside the ring and fell down and they came Aye. up with blood. Um, Danielson wiped at one point and when he was standing there you could see it starting to go again so I don't think he was cut as deep as Mark so yeah there's another point I wanted to point out that uh, JR man he was on a roll in this one I, um, Excalibur's calling the the I think it's in this match where he's like he talks about a I think Brian does a Liger bomb. Yes, and he and asks... What's the difference between a Liger bomb and a power bomb? In such a way that we say it just call it a power bomb, you have to call it something different, which Excalibur responds to exactly what the fucking difference is. Mm -hmm. It's like, why do this stuff like that live? If you're not sure of what Excalibur's, where he's getting these... Move names from asking backstage for fuck's sake, but it did make Plus, Excalibur look good. Oh yeah, well that's the thing. Um, you would think after the couple of years he's been working with Excalibur now, you you wouldn't fucking question him. <laughs> now you could say that he was doing that so to tr to prompt Excalibur, and I hope this is what he meant. Uh, he was prompting mm -hmm. Excalibur to explain the difference for people at home who would not know. Maybe. Which, which, if he's doing it like that, that's fine. Um, I wonder how, how many people don't know what a Liger bomb is. I say it's a type of power bomb. Yeah, it is a type of power it's, bomb. It's the bomb part. Um, um, yeah, so we get an interesting finish to this one. Um, where mm. it seems that, that uh, Danielson, almost called him Bryanson, Danielson's got uh, Moxie in the triangle choke. Uh, and Moxie flips over the top of him, like does a forward roll and pins him. Yep. That was a wrestling move, finished it like. Yeah, from Moxley. The guy who's all like, we're going to bleed and I'm going to beat you, beat you up with my fists and then I'm going to do this technical wrestling move to finish the technical wrestler off. That was good. That was like yeah, first the, the time he ever beat him too. Yes, yes, and the yeah, brawler beat the cool. technical guy with a technical move. It's it's good. Mm. Um, and it looks like these two ain't done because they're like at each other's throats afterwards. Uh, Danielson looked like he was gonna fuck the referee up there for a second. Bryce Renberg was gonna get some. <laughs> uh, um, the fuck was Bryce thinking? Pushing him and all? They're like Jesus, Bryce. <laughs> He's an AEW official. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
<laughs> Danielson, I still I don't care if I had a, a zebra t-shirt on, I wouldn't mess with him. So I just called him a zebra. Damn you, Paul White. <laughs> the uh then we get William Regal comes out. Some roar for him, hey. Fuck and and he's all like it goes down and slaps him in the face. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Expect a better. I bet he called him a little too rag. <laughs> I hope they did, because I can just hear him and his accent. <laughs> but yeah, he slaps Mox. And I love the fact, right, when he slaps Mox, you can see, like, obviously Mox is this character of, I'm a fucking freight train and no one's ever going to stop me. But the moment Regal slaps him, he almost backs down like this kid who's been told off by someone he respects and Danielson sitting there with a wee smile on his face so he turns to Danielson and he smacks him one two and again he's he backs down as well like, oh fuck and he's all shake hands let's get out of here and you're like fucking brilliant they do this year cans and he leaves with them and the crowd's losing their fucking mind hey and uh, it was pretty damn cool seeing him because I know he's Obviously, just been released. I don't know like if he, he was, was released or uh, he may have left of his own accord. All oh, right. Was it during the whole NXT shakeup he left? Yeah, the two point yeah. stuff. A man basically I'm built man. NXT along with mm-hmm. Triple H. Triple H. Um, had a big, big hand in like hand in both Danielson and Moxley coming through there. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that connection yeah, that, is real. Connection is real. Mm. And you know, Danielson always says that. Uh, you know, WWE always just goes Brian Daniels like, oh, trained by Shawn Michaels. Danielson would always say it's like it, it was it was William Regal that taught me the most. He is my mentor. Um, and and Moxie loves Regal as well. It seems that anyone you talk with who's ever interacted with Regal loves Regal. But um, I, that's gonna be. Uh, that, that as a stable, uh, you know, a group that's off to a great start. William Regal, um, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley, and now they're mm. going to get some young guys and show them the way. I'm guessing, as we've been discussing as well, um, Tony Khan would be nuts not to obviously use Regal backstage for stuff as well because he is he's a genius behind the camera as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hundred percent. The guy, I'd, they'd be foolish not to use him as what do they call them? Producers, mm-hmm. like a an agent, as it were, in old school terms. They'd be they'd be foolish not to. It'd be a waste. It's like why why get him if you're not gonna use him. Um, Great fucking addition to 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 that backstage, um, that backstage roster sort of team. Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- so happy to see him there. Um, if you get the get our Joe in, we'll be we'll be complete. Because mm-hmm. Joe deserves Joe deserves to be involved in wrestling. Some more Joe I'm talking about here, like. Uh. Whether he wants to or not, that's a different question. But like, that's a good. Uh, true, true. But I would love like I'd love this. They do something with Ring of Honor, and mm. like say you you run well, you know, 
on screen run Ring of Honor or, or something like that, you know. Could you imagine this? It's like the, the first Ring of Honor show after the hiatus coming up, uh, Supercard of Honor, 1st of April. Mm. Like, the, the, a lot of the matches have been announced for that, but think of some of the, the potential appearances there now, CM Punk. You, know, you could get Samoa Joe, D- Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels, like just all the old school guys that, that missed out on that last, um, uh, last one. But now they're you know, because it's technically under AEW, still a separate thing. You can there's lots of guys you can send over there. Um, it's also great because you could potentially have this other TV show. Well, not on the level of Dynamite, but if you want guys hmm. getting TV time, you can send them over there. Yep. I know they have a they have a couple of matches announced for that super card. I got it wrong. I thought that's the one where the Briscoes were taking on the Good Brothers, but that seems to be something different that's happening at. So, um, oh no, that is Super Card of Honor. Huh. It says here TBA on the Super Card of Honor. Mo, well, maybe that changed. I may have changed. Um, could be FTR now. It, it could well be that. Uh, that could be. Uh, maybe that was the plan before this buyout. Um, mm. I see Diana's defending her championship as well. She's the Ring of Honor champion at the moment. <laughs> that's TBA as well, isn't it? That's, yep, that's TBA. Jonathan Gresham's taking on Bandito. You've got yeah, Swerve right. and Alex Zane. That's changed. That's changed. Uh, that mm. was uh, that, that was the Good Bros before, and now it's not. Um, the one guarantee match we can say is we'll have Gresham versus Bandito to get an undisputed uh, ROH World Champion because they're both potentially like Bandito couldn't go to that last. Or ah. show because of COVID or whatever. Um, so you had Gresham versus Lethal, mm-hmm. uh, which Gresham won and got that title. So like this is this is the, the unifying. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what what happens going forward. But for now, back to the we're not done with Revolution. Mm. Um, no, we are not. Um, piss break match. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> this was a, this was good. So this was your uh, six man tornado tag, and not often you see a tornado tag. Mm, true. Um, this is Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting versus Andra- Andrade, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. First thing, uh, Sting jumped off a balcony through tables. He did. What the fuck? He fucking did. <laughs> Sting's an author, man. I don't know what he's at. <laughs> he, he doesn't need to be doing that at his age. He really doesn't. <laughs> but I think it's, he wants to. There's a lot of tables. It was a lot of tables. And he's jumping on to... Uh, who did he jump on to? Uh, Andrade. Uh, Andrade. Was it Andrade? Yeah. So he was jumping onto the biggest of the ball as well. He's going to give him a bit more padding. Yeah. This was, this was a fun wee match to have. You know, it was a fun wee match. That's exactly it. Um, uh, we've got Sammy doing a 
fucking crazy Spanish fly off the the stage through a table to mm. um, to Isaiah. Um, yep, that that was nuts. Um, and I, the whole AHFO came running out at one stage and butchering blade and everything. <laughs> yeah. Of course you would. It's uh, you know falls well not falls kind of anyway, but, but it's you know a six man tornado tag. So there's basically no rules, no mm. countouts. Um, and of course Sting's team wins this. We both predicted that. Yep. Um, we forgot uh, the predictions for that last match as well. Uh, I said Danielson. <laughs> Again, <laughs> hindsight, that was like, why did you do that? You did say Mox, though. <laughs> You're doing a lot better than me in the predictions. I had a funny feeling Mox was going to take it. Or maybe I was just hoping for... That's, that's my brain, actually. I, I pick who I want to win, not who I hope for, you know, story-wise. <laughs> I just pick my favourite. So basically, Tony Khan was booking the show for you. Yeah, as, as a fan, I... <laughs> He must listen to us. Ooh. What anyway, the fuck did you do with Thunder Rosa then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the only one you didn't get. Yep. Oh, no. You said Keith Lee oh, no. would win the ladder match. I did. I, I did. So, um, so, main event time. <laughs> it's the Battle of the Atoms. Adam Page versus cr- Adam Cole. Yeah, the crowd. The crowd were, were actually very fun in this. Yeah, they were. Let's go, Adam. Adam's gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to cheer both, so let's just cheer for Adam. Yep. Uh, th- this match was fantastic. Adam Cole coming out dressed up as Halo Man. Yep. <laughs> Shivani on the ball again. All right. Uh, but yeah, there, there were some yeah, great were some sequences in this match. I love the part where they're like, because of the two finishers, you got the boom and the buckshot lariat. They're both like running moves when you're in a very specific mm-hmm. position. And they kept like teasing it out. And it's, it's like, you know, running the, the ropes. Out. There was that, that whole extended sequence where it was like, uh, Adam Cole did the Panama Sunrise win for the, the boom, which got countered, um, and then Page did his own boom, and then went for the uh, the the buckshot, which got super kicked out of, and there were super kicks all over the place to to stop each doing their move, and then and then Page is on his knees about to get booed, and he just like lies down on his stomach, and it's like Cole can't do his finisher. I was so I was just a, I really loved that sequence. The fucking spot where Hangman went the moonsault and Cole super kicked him oh, mid-flight yes, 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 yes. was nuts. That was really good as well. I, I, I like that. Um, um, yeah, we get the big fucking dead eye through the table as well. <laughs> which looks sore on uh, on Paige's knees. Mm. Uh yeah, we get the the inevitable red dragon. No box, though. No box. Uh, but in answer to that, the dark, the entire dark order comes out and beats the shit out of them. <laughs> All of them came down. All of them. 
<laughs> so it was like three on one, three or six on two. Uh, yeah. Um, what else happened in this match? There was a lot, a lot <laughs> happened in this match. Um, we, we almost um, get um, almost heel-like behavior from Pace towards the end. Yeah, there was there was some booze going out because he was being a bit sort of. Because he, but to he me, it was just there was. Yeah, he tied Cole up with his belt, but Cole had done that mm-hmm. to him on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just... better revenge. Better revenge for that. It just goes to show you, crowds don't like faces doing body things, though, do they? They don't, know. They don't. It, it never... Uh, and Adam Cole's so well-liked, anyway. He, he, mm-hmm. that, that stuff will really be well... well uh, well received. What did you think of like when Dark Order were helping Adam Page up? Uh, he pushed him away. I shoved uh, Reynolds, and that caused the whole brawl, obviously. But uh, he's obviously he's in a bit of a mood, or something's going on. Maybe it was Callus talking about Kenny. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, this is a, uh, another great match. Um, eventually, we, we get, uh, like I said, Cole gets tied up, beat down a bit, gets out of eventually, but then eats a box shot. Um, Fuck, he had that first box. Remember the first one he hit him where he got his foot on the rope or his hand on the rope? He absolutely hit that first one. Mm. Yeah, no title Cole changes. Is really, there. really good, though. He's fantastic, guy. Um, mm-hmm. Did we both guess Hangman would return routine this? We did, I. Well, I was. I hoped for Hangman. I like Hangman. I thought it was always going to happen because you, you know Cole doesn't need a, a title reign at the minute, and he'll have bigger things going on with this whole. Civil War now. Yeah, titles yeah. don't need to be around that. That, that that's going to be a separate thing, and we can do our title stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. And as as well, the the story was clear here. It's like uh, Hangman was always like the second fiddle to Adam Cole and Ring of Honor and New Japan, and now uh, you know one went off to WWE and um, Adam Page stuck around, and became champion, and now he's going to show him up. Now, that was the story mm-hmm. to be told, and that's that's the way they went. Good shit. Absolutely Good amazing event. There was, it's nothing more that can be said. Like it was just from start to finish, it was absolutely amazing. I will definitely be watching it again very soon because, as you say, there wasn't a bad match in it. Yeah, yeah. That's something with AEW. They're very. Uh, pay-per-views are very rewatchable, mm. and they, they they there's never any filler. Even though you could say that that nope. six man match, six man tornado was a wee bit filler, but it was still that the guys went out there and put on a good show. Um, and that's all we can ask for, really. So dynamite should be interesting. Um, it's so mad to think we do enjoy giving Sting a bit of shit, but see when he's at a pay-per-view, he always knocks it out of the park. The old bugger. <laughs> 
I just hope they don't go down the road of trying to give him a singles match and being like, hey, this will be... No, good. no, no, no. So that that wouldn't work. I think this still leads towards something's going to happen between him and Darby and Sting's going to make Darby look like a fucking superstar. Even though Darby already is, but Sting's going to just add that sort of, you're the man that beat me, you can be a world champion now. Well, that's going to do us for another week. Uh, we'll be back again next week with more. Maybe games will have done something. Or I'll just talk. We, we didn't talk about Elden Ring this week. And we could probably get more fucking mileage out of talking about stuff we're doing in Elden Ring. Easily. <laughs> but for now, goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>